Attention wrestling fans, you're now about to listen to the men coming down the aisle from the main streets of South Elgin, Illinois, with a microphone in his hand and questions on his mind. This is What Do You Say with DJ. Welcome, everyone, to episode 23 of What Do You Say with DDJ. As always, I'm your host, DDJ, and uh, I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, my guest this week is a man who hails from the uh, great state of Wisconsin, even though he is a Packers fan, So, but nobody's perfect. Uh, his name is uh, the Brawler, Jay Cross, so uh, grab your favorite beverage, grab your favorite snack, Get comfy, relax, kick back, and enjoy episode 23 of What Do You Say with DDJ and my guest this week, the brawler, Jay Cross. This is P.L. Myers, a shot to the top, pro wrestling's manager extraordinaire. And there's only one thing you should be watching, one thing you should be listening to, and that's the man himself. What Do You Say with DDJ. All right, welcome to another episode of What Do You Say with DDJ, and joining me this evening is the brawler, Jay Cross. Jay, how are you doing this evening? I'm good, how are you? Uh, Good, thank you so much for asking. Um, So let's get right into it, Jay. Uh, Tell me me my audience a little bit about yourself and uh, where you're from. Uh, I'm the brawler, Jay Cross, from Wisconsin. Uh, Wrestle mainly in the Midwest uh, Chicago, Indiana, Wisconsin. Uh, all right. So I guess hearing that you're from Wisconsin, it begs the question, uh, with, uh, the football playoffs starting up or have already been started by the time uh, this episode drops, uh, bears or Packers? Packers. Oh, uh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. So, but I like the Bengals too. So, I mean, Oh, okay. Well, I'll get, I'll get, okay. I'm I not, have, I have plenty of hurt in my, my heart too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I know the Bears fans have had it rough, but Bengals fans have even had it worse. So, oh yeah, yeah. So, all right, Jay. So, uh, to, uh, how did you discover pro wrestling? Uh, well, as long as I can remember, I loved pro wrestling. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad actually wrestled. Uh, so I kind of grew up riding in the back seats with him and some other guys in the Midwest. So I've kind of been around it my whole life. Cool. Uh, and uh, what, uh, is your, uh, what did your what did your dad wrestle? Who or who did he wrestle as? Uh, he wrestled as Tank Thomas, and then he also wrestled as Brad Hammers. Okay, cool. So when you started watching uh, professional wrestling, like on TV and stuff, who were some of your early favorites? Uh, Sting, I think, is like who hooked me. Like, I loved everything about Sting as a kid. Um, so that was definitely my first like memory was mm-hmm. WCW and Sting, and then uh, with WWF I was always into like Mankind. Cool. Uh, and then later yeah, I got into Terry Funk and Bruiser Brody and a whole bunch of people. <laughs> okay, and so like uh, when you mentioned Sting, are you were by the time you discovered Sting, was he already the Crow or was he still the Surfer Sting? He was the Crow. Okay. Yeah, I, I Sting's one of my favorites, but I I it actually I'm more of a Surfer Sting fan, so okay, and that, but uh, the, the, it was actually my favorite movie, so it kind of oh okay yeah, well, that's good that's a good you know he drew I know I I know he drew a lot of uh inspiration for the Crow character from the movie, so um so uh how old were you uh when you decided that you wanted to uh follow in your father's footsteps and uh become a professional wrestler way too young um i think for as long as i could remember i wanted to be a pro wrestler and Uh you know my my parents at the time were just like yeah you can do whatever you want when you're you know 18 or whatever well then like i turned 18 but i turned 18 my junior year okay changed their mind and said I had to be 19. Oh, <laughs> so they threw a curveball at you. As, as soon as I was out of high school, I started training. 
Okay. And uh, uh, did your dad play a role in your training? No. Okay. Who uh, who uh, who who uh, did you uh, train under? Uh, I trained under Silas Young. Oh. Um, and then after that, I I kind of learned a lot from guys like Randy Ritchie and Tank um, Melson. Mm-hmm. Um, then, I mean, of course, just along the way, I learned a lot from guys like Steve Stone, Brandon Blaze, Beer City Bruiser. Wow, very cool. So I'm a huge fan of Silas Young, so that's really neat to hear that because he's one of my favorites in Ring of Honor. What was he like as a trainer? Because I know on T, he, his character is he's like, you know, the last real man. So uh, mm-hmm. is, how, is he just as intense as a trainer as he is as a performer? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a pretty intense guy. Um, I don't have anything bad to say about him. He's, he's a good guy, but he's definitely an intense individual. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Uh, I was also young and dumb at that point. So. <laughs> but uh, so what was maybe like in terms of advice that he gave you, was there a p- certain piece of advice that Silas gave you that really kind of really resonated with you and something, I guess, you know, that really holds true to this day. Um, essentially, uh, how do I say it? I would say essentially no one's going to protect you or your character better than yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, No one's going to look out for you better than yourself. So just don't be afraid to, you know, ask, stand up, say no to things work things out and be professional, but don't necessarily just uh, say yes, sir, and go with everything. Okay. That's a good piece of advice to have. Um, so uh, where uh, you mentioned that, you know, you work, you know, the Midwest, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, like after you, uh, once you uh, got, you know, into your training and stuff, what were some of the promotions that you uh, worked for? Uh, well, when I originally started training, I worked for, a lot of the Milwaukee feds. Um, so ICW, I worked for uh, Colonel, I worked for Powell, I worked for uh, a couple other ones around that time. Um, CLPW. Okay. Point. Um, and those, those were pretty much it for quite a while. Uh, when I first broke in, I'm not going to say there wasn't a lot around, but I mean, it, there wasn't as much as there is now. And mm-hmm. for the first couple of years, really, I worked like maybe once a month, twice a month. Uh, it wasn't until probably four or five years into it where I kind of got to branch out and do more and yeah. go other places. I mean, it's, it's kind of like an apprenticeship. You have to build your name and get your name out there before mm-hmm. people are going to look at you. Okay. So when did, so you mentioned your time, frame. When, when was this time frame? When did you start training? Like what year? Uh, I started training in 2008. Okay. Uh, wrestling in like probably 2009. Uh, and then, like I said, I, I would say it wasn't until 2011, 2012, where I kind of got to branch out more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, uh, luckily over the years, I've, I've gotten more and more opportunity and, I mean, you, you, you get some, you lose some as far as companies go, and you just kind of got to find what companies uh, take care of you and what companies mm-hmm. you enjoy working for. Um, there's a whole bunch of companies that you can work for, but eventually they just feel like a job. Right. <laughs> like, And then there's companies that you work for that you just love going. Uh, and I've had both. And like sometimes the, the companies that feels like a job – are some of the bigger companies or maybe a company that your name's getting out there more, but you're not always necessarily having fun. Okay. So it's, it's kind of hit or miss. You kind of got to pick your battles when it comes to stuff and maybe do some stuff that you don't want to and maybe not do some stuff that you enjoy doing, but if it doesn't benefit you at certain points. Right. Understandable. So you'd mentioned, um, working for uh pow and that's the promotion i believe that uh jimmy blaze runs yes 
Yeah, so uh, Jimmy, I've known Jimmy for a few years, uh, stemming back from his days in uh, PC when he was in PCW. Uh, what's it like working for Jimmy? Uh, I like Jimmy. I I, actually, I only wrestled for Pow like a couple times, and then I've wrestled for Jimmy since then for other companies. Okay. Uh, he, he books for other companies. So um, I like Jimmy. We've always gotten along. We've we've had our uh, our feuds and stuff. In, in the business but he's a, right. he's a great guy right so would you say like would be someone that you consider like you had like either like a, a really good feud with or like just one really good match with and why was it good um i would say i've had some really good ones with alex bernardino okay I've had some really good ones with uh, a former tag team partner of mine, EJ Jensen. Uh, I've had some good ones with my other tag team partner, Backwoods Brown. Okay, yes, I'm familiar with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. I mean, some sometimes the ones you like, for instance, the the one with EJ. I had a, a great match with EJ that I I love, but it wasn't filmed, so it's oh it's gone. So all we have is the memory and scars um so um so obviously you know you started out in wisconsin like what was it like for you when you started kind of branching out more like you started wrestling in illinois and indiana and you actually kind of started uh you know traveling more and stuff what's uh what's life like on the road for you uh i mean traveling can be super fun Mm. uh, especially when you're younger right i always enjoyed traveling especially when you're traveling with the guys you get a car full of guys and go um i mean if you leave early you can kind of just do whatever on the way there and have fun mm-hmm. and and really that's what the road is about is just the brotherhood of having fun uh you know grabbing tacos at night grabbing white castle uh, you know partying going to the bar coming home which I still uh, enjoy all of those things, but now I'm married and have a kid. And so it's. Uh, a you have to, that these you, days. Yeah. You kind of have to do it. You have your fun in a little bit of a different way. I would, I would think. Mm-hmm. Right? I enjoy it in small doses now. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But I mean, so, I, I like the road. Uh, a lot of a lot of great wrestling memories that I have are not from wrestling themselves, or just mm-hmm. from being on the road and doing stuff, or uh, you know, getting hotels and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and uh, I and I and I have to do some, like commercials and mm-hmm. and stuff like that, just due to wrestling as well. So a lot of the stuff that I really enjoy about wrestling sometimes has nothing to do with wrestling, which is kind of funny. Well, I mean, I know I, I always hear I've heard stories, you know, a lot of know wrestlers that they always talk about that they look forward to being on the road and stuff because a lot of times you know it's just you and your you know your guys and stuff you know and i'm sure you've probably you know shared some like you know really good stories and had some like you know just some everlasting memories and stuff like that you know just stopping off for tacos and white castles is there any like really good road stories that you can share that won't land you in any hot water with anyone yeah Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, nothing's really like going to get me in trouble or anything, I guess, but mm-hmm. just hard to, a lot of it. I mean, especially now with, with COVID, uh, I mean, right. I, I miss that stuff. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really got to do that. A lot of the shows have been, you know, either stopped by the state or, whatever level has, has stepped in. So those are the things that I, I am in looking forward to getting back to. But uh, a lot of the road stories that I guess are just like pranks with the guys. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess when I was younger, you know, drinking and dumb shit that <laughs> happens. Right. So, so what would you say? Cause you mentioned pranks and stuff like that. And I've heard some, you know, you, you always hear about the legendary stories that like, you know, guys like Owen Hart and Mr. Perfect used to do. Is there any like really legendary pranks that you pulled on someone? And then at the same time, any pranks that you were like the victim of that you can share? 
for for me, I'm not I'm not really like much of a prankster mm-hmm. uh, as far as that goes. Um, I guess I don't I don't really do any like physical pranks. Like sometimes I I just like to mess with people. And okay. Like, I get to a show and be like, hey, you're wrestling uh, that guy. I'll be like, hey, so we're gonna do a uh, ten thousand thumbtack death match tonight. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna be with a fireball. Is that cool? Oh boy! I'm or I'll say like, "Hey man, gonna give you a uh, power bomb through a flaming table off the top rope." I'll talk to you later, <laughs> and just walk away. Kind of see how they how they uh, handle that, or right? Any um, and typically, how long would you make the guy like wait or sweat until you'd be like ah just messing with you you basically not even say anything and then just let him go into that match then I thinking that's going to happen uh, I mean sometimes soon sometimes never <laughs> honestly uh, there's there's a lot of guys there's a lot of guys that just say okay <laughs> just like whatever and move on uh, so cool it depends on, on really their attitude I guess of mm-hmm how it comes off so in your time as a professional wrestler which you said you started out in 2008 if i remember correctly right um have you been able to like you know with any of these shows because a lot of times you know independent promotions they would bring in you know like some you know a legend or someone you know that's pretty well known and stuff like that have you ever been lucky enough to uh, cross paths with anybody that maybe you used to watch on tv uh, yes, I've I've been on a lot of shows with you know a lot of names mm-hmm. from that time, but uh, I'll just name some of the people I've gotten to actually wrestle. Yeah, cool. Uh, Go ahead. So I got to wrestle Rhino. Oh, nice. Uh, I got to wrestle Steve Carino, which was a blast. Oh, I bet. I got to wrestle Kazarni. Okay. Uh, I got to wrestle. Uh, I got to do a. Uh, I didn't get to wrestle them, but they were involved in my match with uh, Demolition. Oh, wow. Uh, God, there's one. There's another one that's escaping me. Uh, Adam Rose. Okay. So and those, those are some of the guys that I've, I've gotten to wrestle over the years. And mm-hmm. Otherwise, I mean, I've, I've been on a lot of shows with a lot of guys like Carl uh, Anderson and Luke Gallows and Honky Tonk Man and uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Jake the Snake. King Kong Bundy. Cool. Um, so did you, uh, like out of all the, the guys that you were able to like wrestle and stuff, like you mentioned, Rhino, um, who would you say was like out of all those guys that you watched on TV, did you say you enjoyed working with the most? Uh, Rhino. And why? And why was that? Uh, I mean, I guess it just, we chemistry wise it just it was easy mm-hmm. um it was fun he's a nice guy laid back yes he is very much very nice guy yeah that's so it. i mean I, I guess that was out of all the people like that's that's the one um i guess secondly would definitely be carino so okay um i think those those two are the ones that stand out for me okay and then you mentioned all the other guys that, you know, you've been on the same shows with, you know, with Gals and Anderson and Demolition and stuff. Did you, uh, like, were most of your, or most or if, if not all of your experiences with, like, these guys that these companies would bring in, did you usually have pretty good uh, interactions with them? Uh, for the most part. I mean, like, I, I really enjoyed hanging out and talking with Demolition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed hanging out and talking with uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Matt Hardy was a super laid back guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Dalton Castle was super. Yeah. Around. Um, th- those are the ones that stand out to me that just, they were just nice guys. Jake the Snake uh, is a nice guy, odd, but uh, I enjoyed right. talking to him. Right. He, he's, he's an intense guy too. So, yeah. But good time. Good time. So, when you met Jake, was this. Uh... Before he, uh, before or after he uh, cleaned himself up, uh, it was kind of like during. Okay, he, like he, not it was kind of like in the middle, I guess. Oh. He wasn't. 
it wasn't the the old Jake the Snake, but it wasn't the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've met him I think two or three times, so I kind of got to to meet him over a couple times. And the last two were were after the the DDP and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, he's 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 pretty cool. Like I was fortunate enough to get to meet him. Um, I think it was about oh God, maybe a year or so before the movie came out, but he was doing an appearance uh, at a, like a movie theater and they were showing the documentary that WWE put out on him and stuff. And I think this was just like right after I think, or maybe around the same time he was uh, get trying to get himself uh, clean. I want to say, I think that was like maybe 2014, I believe, or something right around that time and stuff. But yeah, it's Sounds about right. Yeah. And it's just, it's really good to see, you know, him, you know, where he's at now. Cause he looks good. He seems happy. You know, I mean, he's still involved in the business. He's uh, killing it, you know, as a uh, Lance, Ar- Lance Archer's manager on uh, AEW and that. So it's just, it's just yeah. really great to see him like that. So, um, so obviously, um, you know, I got in contact with you once I saw that you were, uh, going to be, uh, sh- you know, p- appearing for uh, John Bullard for uh, his, the CCW show coming up in April. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you uh, you and uh, John uh, Bullard connected. Uh, it was kind of the same way you and I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just kind of doing my thing, and he commented, and we started talking. Uh, we found some common interest with uh, – we both use Indian clubs. Okay, yeah. So we kind of found some common ground in that and obviously wrestling, um, I guess with, with today's events going on and what's going on in the world, I, I always kind of like to say that I like that wrestling, it, it doesn't matter what, you know, race, religion, anything you are. I mean, if, if you like pro wrestling, you like pro wrestling. Exactly. So that that's kind of the thing, I guess, that, you know, got us talking and he kind of said, he liked my style. I I reminded him of Stan Hansen and Bruiser Brody and oh nice stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I love those guys. And he was like, oh, he's like, well, I have a company, so you wanna you wanna come in sometime? And I was like, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then actually, shortly after I met him, I tore my bicep, so I actually wasn't able to make that first show. Oh, so you, so you were originally supposed to be on the first show then? Uh, yeah, I was I was supposed to be in the mix, but I ended up having to have surgery. So, wow. and uh, I'm assuming that you're either fully or pretty close to being fully recovered from that. Yeah. I mean, pretty close. And it's, it's, I don't know if I'll ever necessarily be recovered, uh, mm. but I don't know. I've, I've been wrestling for, I guess, since 2008 and I've had two surgeries. So not bad. Hindsight, it's not bad, but but yeah, I've broke my leg and I tore my bicep. So those were two surgeries and everything else was kind of just the, the, the nagging healing stuff like broken noses and broken ribs and mm-hmm. hurt knees and stuff like that. So can't complain. Uh, gotcha. So, uh, um, I've seen, uh, the videos of, you know, John with the clubs and stuff like that. And obviously I know, I believe the iron Sheik was the one that kind of, made that you know fame famous i guess so to speak uh what is uh if you don't mind me asking what are, what are those clubs like what do they do for you in terms of like you know like with your you know with your you know you know working out and stuff like that like what exactly do they do for you uh, if you don't mind me asking um for me i like them because they're well obviously i, I like them because they're different mm-hmm. um, not a lot of people know what they are but I mean, as far as the workout goes, it's one of those things where like it, it's cardio, it engages your core. Okay. Uh, as you're doing everything, you're like stretching your chest and neck and shoulders and all that stuff out with the weight. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess with, with dumbbells and stuff, your, your positioning and, and how you use your technique, like everything is so like solid and uh, sort of looking for almost kind of a rigid form. Okay where the the clubs kind of get you to, to loosen up and it it stretches things for you and makes you a lot more 
flexible, loose. It, it helps me not, I think, tear things. I, I got into them after I tore my bicep, of course, but uh, it just kind of helps everything not be so tight. Like okay. with, with dumbbells and bench and stuff, everything gets tight. Right. Um, so when, so was this something that you discovered like on your own while you were uh, recovering from your injury or was this something like your doctor kind of pointed you in the direction of? No, it was actually Derek St. Holmes Esquire. Okay. Uh, he's, he's definitely a Midwest legend, I would say. Okay. Uh, around here. He's, he's always been into it. Uh, as I said earlier, my dad wrestled and, uh, when my dad wrestled, I traveled with him and Derek St. Holmes most of the time. Mm -hmm. so I've known him for forever and he's always kind of been into it. And I always thought it was cool. But then recently I just kind of was like, Hey, so what's the deal with the clubs? Let's, let's see. So uh, I, I bought a small pair and then he ended up selling me a couple pairs. So just kind of got into it that way. I like that. It's, it doesn't take up a lot of space mm -hmm. there a lot heavier than they look because uh, obviously the the weight proportion is so much different than a dumbbell right I, I remember i remember when he came over to my house and he was like hey do you want the you know the 11 pounders or the 15 pounders and you know being a classic egotistical jock i was like well the 15s of course like i'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna buy the 11s if you got the 15s and uh, I, I picked up the 11s not knowing what they were and started doing them. And I was like, oh, man. And he was like, all right, you want to try the 15s? And I was like, what are those? <laughs> and he was like, oh, those are the 11s. So I picked up the 15s and I was doing those. But the the biggest thing about Indian clubs is is being able to, to have the correct form and, mm -hmm. and posture and stuff while you do it. Because otherwise, they'll hurt you super easily because... I mean, if, if you do them wrong, you can tear stuff just doing them because it's such an awkward uh, weight and like proportion that if mm -hmm. you just slip, you're kind of in some big trouble. So kind of got to work your way up, which which is humbling because if, if I go to the gym, I can, you know, pick up 50 pound dumbbells or whatever and start from there. But with the clubs, they're so different. Right. They, so much more of your body to stabilize them because when you're doing the swings you got to stabilize your core and your legs and you got to make sure your back straight and your chest is out and mm -hmm. everything's lining up to be able to complete that swing okay. where dumbbells you kind of i mean you're kind of doing the same thing but it's very different right okay well thanks so much for explain i i've seen them and stuff and i've seen you know the videos of like john doing them i've seen the iron sheik do them and stuff and it's just like i didn't realize that you know that they were really that as different you know from like say the dumbbells as you had mentioned so that's actually really you know really good info there if um, anybody's wanting to check it out a, a good video to check out actually is um you know seamus has that youtube channel the yeah yeah cuts. Uh, him and Samoa Joe do them. Okay. And it's it's a great video to kind of just get started and look into it. Cool. Well, um, I'll definitely I might I'll have to put that in. Um, excuse me, the episode description just maybe make it a little easier for my listeners to, uh, you know, check that out and stuff. So, uh, so you'd mentioned uh, a little while ago when uh, you were talking with John that he said that his. Uh, that he, he, you reminded him of uh, Stan Hansen and Bruiser Brody. Um, was that like when you set out to start creating your character, were those two guys that you originally had in mind that you kind of wanted to, your character to emulate, or did you have something different? Uh, when I started, no, which was kind of funny because when I started, the original character that Dysfunction gave me was mm -hmm. Redneck Chet Boyette. Okay. And I hated it. <laughs> like, I remember breaking and being so excited, and I was just like, oh, "I don't want, I don't want to be a redneck, and I don't, I don't want to do this character." And blah blah. Like I said, I was young and dumb. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I kind of burned my bridges in in that area. Um, but you know, a long time ago. But what's funny is over time, as I evolved and and kind of grew into myself, 
I realized that that character wasn't very far off from myself. Okay. So as the years went on, I ended up becoming, uh, I ended up forming a tag team with my buddy uh, Backwoods Brown called Big Country. Mm-hmm. We were basically just, you know, two redneck type guys from the from the sticks. And then over time, I became Outlaw J, which was kind of a, I w- it gets, I guess, explained as a redneck or cowboy outlaw character but for me it was just kind of my roots of being a wisconsin boy okay um so i mean i i was outlaw jay and now i'm brawler jay which is still the same guy i mean i'm my my gimmick is is essentially who i am uh i'm a 330 pound guy from wisconsin so i like to drink beer i like to watch wrestling i like to work out i like to do yeah, some other things, but I guess the easiest part of the character for me is that it's not far off from who I am. Yeah. So it was just funny that I hated the redneck character, but then eventually ended up being the redneck character, and I love it. So. <laughs> and that's so. Since I always, I've, I've always heard that a lot of times, like the best characters are those that are just like extensions, or like you know, the 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 wrestlers, you know personality or their essence you know just turned up a few notches so when i broke in i feel like i i wanted to be sting or i wanted to be you know know, stone cold or or whatever Mm -hmm. because that's kind of who i grew up with but then as i got into stuff i i discovered that i was like you know i i really like uh, cactus jack and i really like terry funk and i really like stan hansen and bruiser brody and kind of getting into that stuff and Masato Tanaka and um, some of the Japan guys. Okay. So I, I guess I over time realized that the redneck character is, is not far off from the characters that I love mm-hmm. and ended up wanting to be. Cool. So uh, you'd mentioned, uh, you know, Masato Tanaka and other Japanese wrestlers. Are you a fan of uh, New Japan wrestling? Uh, I like New Japan, mm-hmm. but it's not my flavor of ice cream all the time. Okay. Um, I think stuff that I really enjoy, um, I guess I like Japan, but I like IWA Japan. Okay. Uh, from like the 90s, like 98, 99. Um, I like IWA Puerto Rico. Okay. Uh, kind of like that stuff. I, I get into a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I, I have loads and loads and loads of DVDs and stuff. And over time, it's it's went from, you know, the, the WWE DVDs to all this obscure stuff that most people would come over and be like, what is this? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I really like IWA Japan, IWA Puerto Rico. Um, lately, I've been really into like british wrestling okay um kind of like 2015 uh icw uk and progress and uh defy i i'm all over the place with wrestling i i love 80s wrestling 90s wrestling mm-hmm. i mean i like some of today's um i'm i really like deathmatch wrestling okay but that's something that i enjoy watching like, I I like watching, you know, Moxley and Janela and Darby and Jimmy Havoc and Ricky Shane Page. And, I mean, mm-hmm. every, every wrestling, like I said, wrestling for me is flavors of ice cream and everybody's got, you know, different flavors that they like. And I yeah. think the, the key of it is to take a scoop of all of that to to make yourself, if you're a wrestler... Or if you're a fan, just like don't be afraid to to take a bite of vanilla over there and a bite of strawberry over here. That's a really good analogy, and it it really rings true to me because you know I for the longest time it was just basically you know WWF or WCW. Mm-hmm. Then I stumbled into ECW, and then it's just as I got older and stuff. Then I just started like you know eventually I started watching Ring of Honor and you know Impact and you know, eight, then, uh, new Japan and, 
uh, you know, AEW, but uh, like, you know, and also obviously independent wrestling, which I've really become a big, a big fan of independent wrestling. Again, I kind of fell out of it for a while and just the last couple, you know, years, I've really started getting back into it, especially since now, I'm really into indie wrestling more than ever because, you know, with me doing this show and like, you know, talking with you and some of the other guys I've had on, it's really allowed me to kind of get to know, you know, all of you guys. And it just makes it so much easier to, you know, support because I mean, it's like, I, I talked to this guy, like I connected with this guy and it's just, it's, it's, it's really awesome. And, uh, one of the things I really love about independent wrestling and I've always loved about it is the interaction between the, the wrestlers and, you know, the audience, because it don't, you, you see it like, you know, in some of the, well, back before COVID, you know, you would see some with like, you know, WWE, you know, and AEW and, you know, all the major organizations and stuff like that. But it just seemed like it'd become a bit of a lost art and stuff. Whereas on the Indies, it's like one of the, it's like where a lot of companies, you know, I think really tend to stand out because I love that interaction. Like I love being, being able to, you know, yell at a guy or, you know, tell, you know, so-and-so you suck or give him the finger. But then like after the show or, you know, on my podcast, I can talk to him and it's just like, you know, we get along just like you and I are right now and stuff. So it's just really cool. So especially right now, um, I guess like the last couple of years, I guess, you know, 2019, 2020, but especially now, but the last like five, six years, like as far as wrestling went, there was, there was TNA or there was WWE. Right. That was pretty much it. And it, it's kind of getting exciting again. Cause like you, you got AEW, but also with AEW, there's, there's so many other uh, organizations that aren't as big, but are at least getting noticed. Right. And, and more available for people to watch and get into and like i i know plenty of people that are like oh yeah i i grew out of wrestling i don't like it anymore blah blah, blah. and i was just like all right so what, like what'd you grow out of and it's like oh, i just don't like wwe and i was like but there's so much more mm-hmm. like just try this or you know watch this and I, i've noticed that there's a lot of guys that love independent wrestling but they don't like wwe and stuff like that anymore which i i kind of like all of it right follow it is is hard anymore like kind of what you said i i really like the indie stuff and kind of like the not as uh internationally known stuff Mm -hmm. but it's it's good and then you mentioned the fans so like for me whether you love or hate me like i can't make money and i can't pay my bills unless you guys either love me or hate me right (laughs) So, so i mean to me the the fans are everything as far as indie wrestling goes i mean that's how I sell t-shirts. That's how I, you know, sell merch. That's how I make my money. And that's how I essentially get to go other places. I mean, without my fans, I wouldn't be getting to go to John Bullard's Federation. Mm -hmm. Well, a couple more questions and then I'll uh, let you have some time to plug, you know, your upcoming shows and then your merch and stuff. So you mentioned that, you know, you, you, you follow the current product. Who are like some of the guys that are you, that are currently, you know, wrestling on Monday nights, Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, and Friday nights that like you're, you, you follow, or you would say you're, 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 you're a fan of. Okay. Um, I mean, WWE, I would say uh, Bray Wyatt, Orton. I mean, those those two can't really do anything wrong. Like they're great, right? Um, any anything Orton does is is gold. He's really good at what he does. Absolutely. Um, uh, I'll jump to AEW. So AEW, I, I really like Moxley. I've always been into to Moxley ever since IWA and. Mm-hmm. IPW and HWA and you know all, all these indie feds that he kind of started in and uh, right. I like Darby Allen I like Joy Janela um, jump to obviously like Kenny Omega and stuff I, I I used to when I watched New Japan it was when like Bullet Club was wild so it was okay like Finn Balor and Omega and the bullet club with uh anderson and gallows and uh so then with with impact i've always been a sammy callahan fan oh he's great um i love sammy callahan 
I got to meet him a few times. Yep, me too. Um, so yeah, just as far as current, like I, I just those are the guys that I guess stand out to me. There's, there's so many more, obviously. Uh, like I guess recently, um, the the British stuff. I've been kind of getting into that stuff. Right. So yeah. Guys like uh, like Jimmy Havoc was over there. Um, Dave Mastiff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wild Boar, yeah. Mickey Whip- Mikey Whiplash, Balor when he was over there. Um, Jack Galler, mm-hmm. uh, Pete Dunn. I think Pete Dunn's pretty great. Uh, See, so yeah, I mean, those are I guess the the guys on TV right now that that I like. But there's so many other guys that are just indie guys that I. I'm sure not a lot of people even know of, but I, I like, and then of course I, I'm always watching anything I can get a hold of, of Brody or Funk or mm-hmm. Abdullah or any of those from the gotcha. old school days. Gotcha. So uh, I like to, you mentioned the, you know, British wrestling scene because with the advent of NXT UK and the WWE network, that's really kind of allowed me to start watching it. And I was a really huge fan of the heritage cup tournament that they just did you know, once uh, they relaunched NXT UK because it was something different, but I loved it um, and stuff. Uh, you mentioned uh, AEW and Impact, and I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on what they're doing right now, how they're doing all this cross promotion. I mean, we just, you know, I don't know if you watched uh, Dynamite uh, last night. Well, we're recording on a Thursday, so uh, Dynamite had happened last night and just kind of wanted to get your take on what you're seeing with the what Impact and uh, AEW are doing together. I think as far as business goes, I think it's genius. Mm-hmm. I mean, in order to to match up with WWE, I mean, um, obviously the the Khan family has has money, but WWE has that reach. Mm-hmm. And anywhere you go in the world is going to know what WWE is, right? Um, so, and I think in in today's situation, like unless you can work with each other that's i mean that's how it's gonna have to be and i think by doing that you're gonna create so many more fans to bring in because there's people that i know that only watch nxt and they only watch impact and they only watch AEW. well now that AEW and impact are together well now we're gonna kind of get to see some of that and then AEW and impact are also kind of wrapped into the new japan thing yep so with with all that going on i think it's genius like you're going to be able to draw people in. You're going to get people to kind of go, Oh, what about that guy? Right. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of excited for how it turns out. Like, I think it's exciting now, but I'm more looking forward to what it's going to be in two months, three months, five months, a year down the road. 100% agree. I, um, uh, a wrestling group that I'm a part of on Facebook, uh, pro wrestling junkies. Um, I, talk with a few of the members on a regular basis i do another podcast with two of them and you know we talk all the time as we plan our shows or try to you know if one of us has an idea and stuff and that's one thing we've been talking about is just everybody's so excited about you know the what the possibilities are with this you know cross promotion i mean you saw i mean we got kenny omega's main eventing you know impact wrestling's next pay-per-view that'll be happening in about a little around a week or so from when this episode drops. And then obviously, you know, now that the young bucks are in the fold with them, I mean, the, you know, and the tweets that, you know, Tama Tonga has been sending out. I mean, yeah, it's just the pot, just the, just the possibilities of what this is bringing is endless. And it's just, I think all, all wrestling fans should be really excited about this because this is something a lot of us, you know, never thought we'd see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, like I said, I think it's going to be really fun to see where they're at in six months to a year and how that's going on. And I mean, it's like even with the British stuff, I saw that WWE Network now, I guess, um, Mm. has all of like the ICW progress, yeah, progress and stuff. WXW out of Germany, I believe. It's yeah. So I mean, it's it's not cross promotion, but at the same time, if you think about it, it kind of is because without companies like that you wouldn't have got the wwe uk mm-hmm. or the nxt uk and 
right like that so i guess with with all the stuff that they now own wwe i mean for aw and impact and new japan and even triple a and stuff i mean band together make money and have fun and give the fans a product that we can all enjoy agreed and one of the things that's always that's always fun with me is like you know when i started you know when when I started watching new Japan and stuff, you know, that's when I first started, you know, saw Kenny Omega, the young bucks and stuff, you know, and it's like, it's really a lot. Once I really got into them, it's made me want to go back and say, Oh, I want to see what they did, you know, before all of this. So that's, you know, helped me discover, you know, uh, pro wrestling gorilla, something that I've, you know, really gotten into. I got a bunch of their DVDs and stuff. Uh, Wrestling gorilla, like 2011 and 2012 on uh, blu-ray like mm. every single show in there and like i mean those are amazing dvds they're stacked i mean it's it's pretty much almost all the guys on tv now yeah exactly i was just about to say that it's just it's almost like a who's who of you know you know the you know professional wrestling in 2021 uh. and that's so all right, so uh, before I let you go for the evening, I want to give you a few moments to plug, you know, any upcoming shows you got, and then also uh, how people can support you by buying your merch. So, uh, Jay, floor is yours. All right, well, I do have a Pro Wrestling Tees store. Uh, just go to Pro Wrestling Tees, type in Jay Cross, Cross with a K. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I got four shirts up there right now. Uh, if you're local and in the area, uh, when I wrestle, I always have a uh, merchandise table. And I have, it's kind of like a mini wrestling store. I mean, I have anything from DVDs to figures to, you know, odd relic type stuff. Um, mm. uh, you can go on to collarandelbow.com, use promo code BrawlerJ at checkout. Uh, you can get a discount on that and that sends me a little bit of money. Uh, also, uh, anybody into energy drinks, or supplements uh i'm also sponsored by rep sports okay repsports.com you can use code cross k-r-o-s-s at checkout uh get a discount as well i think it's 15 percent that always sends me some money as well uh so if you're into energy drinks i i recommend trying the raise energy Baja Lime is my is my jam right now. All right. Uh, that's about it for for plugs as far as my personal stuff. But uh, with COVID going on, wrestling's kind of dying out around Wisconsin, Illinois. So the next show that I definitely have coming up is April seventeenth in Indiana uh, for Chicago Championship Wrestling. I will be taking on the Ewok. All right. It'll be Jay Cross versus the Ewok. I'm really looking forward to that because if there's one thing that I hate more than anything in the world, it's Star Wars. Oh, geez. Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, any of that. This guy just needs pro wrestling and beer and my loving wife and child. So I'm looking forward to punching Ewok in the face. That's for sure. Awesome. Well, then I better not ever, uh, I don't want to, I'm not going to tell you that I have all the Star Wars movies on Blu-ray because I don't want to get on your, your, your bad side. So nerd. (laughs) Okay. I, 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 I I can live with that. So, you know, I'm at the end of the day, I'm a pro wrestling nerd. So so pro wrestling is all for me. So, I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm a pro wrestling nerd as well too. And so, so, but all right. then, well, Jay, thank uh, anybody want to check me out, keep an eye on uh, Janesville wrestling Alliance. That's mm-hmm. a company I'm involved in, in my hometown. Uh, we ran years and years ago and we just kind of got back in the, in the saddle again. We did one show in this November. Okay. Uh, so it was, uh, it was pretty rough with, with all the guidelines and stuff. So we're going to take a little break again, mm-hmm. but it was one of those things where we, we booked the show before COVID happened. So gotcha. we got it done. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, 
check out my Facebook page. And uh, thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. No problem. Well, thanks again for doing this for me and stuff. Um, I will, uh, I'm sure I'll be talking to you here in the, you know, over the next few weeks and stuff as we get closer to uh, the show on April 17th, I will be there. I, bu- I bought my ticket at the last show, so I'm all set already. Um, and that, so yeah, thanks again for uh, hopping on with me for a little bit and have a good night. All right. Thank you. You got it. This is Tim Storm, former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. You're listening to What Do You Say with DDJ. If you love professional wrestling, this is where you need to get your information. Don't miss this. Jay, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me this evening. I really enjoyed our talk and uh, hearing your story, and I hope my fans uh, that are listening to this enjoyed it just as much as I did. Fans, be sure to uh, support Jay and uh, by going to ProWrestlingTees.com and getting one of his shirts. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, the information will be coming across the screen right about now. And for those of you who are listening to this on any of the major podcasting platforms, uh, the information will be in the episode description. Uh, also, be sure to uh, check out many of the different uh, products and companies that are sponsored uh, or that sponsor Jay. Uh, those will be coming across the screen as we speak now. We got collar and elbow, uh, you know, some really good sounding energy drink and some other stuff. So uh, information's on the screen and I'll also be sure to put that in the episode description as well. And last, but definitely not least, and maybe most importantly, be sure to catch Jay Cross in action along with the rest of the superstars of Chicagoland Championship Wrestling as they uh, come back to Michigan City, Indi- Michigan City, Indiana, on April 17th, 2021. Uh, Information for that show is coming across the screen right now. And also, uh, again, ticket information and where you can go to get your tickets and all that stuff will be posted in the episode description. Uh, That's all the time I got this week. Uh, Once again, thank you so much, Jay, for uh, hopping on with me. And uh, to all of you who uh, listen to this show, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so I will see you in about another week with a brand new episode of What Do You Say with DDJ. Thanks so much.